0: Friday night racing on
1: off the ball
0: and they're off. brought to you by Go Racing. Plan your day at the races at goracing.ie.
1: And you're very welcome along to Friday night racing on off the ball. Uh, lots to look forward to of course it's the Dublin F- Racing Festival weekend at Leopardstown isn't it? And joined uh, as always by our racing guru Johnny Ward. Johnny, how are you? Very good, John. And uh, I think what 1.8 million in prize money, 15 races, eight grade 1s i kind of wondering to myself, why weren't they doing this for years? It looks like a great idea, this Dublin Racing Festival.
2: Yeah, and why don't more uh, British trainers come over? There's so much prize money there. Um, there are a lot of horses that aren't running this weekend, a very high-profile horse. Not a lot of horse, but some high-profile horses. So there are kind of there's a lot of prize money up for grabs, um, but it's going to be a brilliant day's race. And I think this is going to become our closest thing to the Cheltenham Festival because it's just so much quality. And whereas Cheltenham has expanded to four days, this is two days of
1: eight grade ones, proper graded races and proper handicaps. Now, on the line, we have a legend of the sport. Uh, We have a winner of training uh, champion hurdle, gold cup, uh, champion chase, Irish Grand National, Irish 1000 Guineas, uh, based in Moon, County Gildare. Very uh, delighted to say hello to Jessica Harrington. Jessica, how are you? Very well, thank you, and good morning to you. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Friday Night Racing. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Dublin Racing Festival first of all, Jessica. Uh, I think it's only when you see uh, the quality of racing on offer that you wonder why this didn't happen uh, for many years and it's only happened in the last couple of years. It's a great, great uh, programme.
0: It's a brilliant programme. It's a great initiative because basically it came out of... The, there used to be two good Leopardstown meetings, one in the middle of January and one of the second week in February. Um, and they combined the two together last year um, and now we've all got our heads around it, uh, which always takes us a bit of time because we're used to races being in the same place at the same time. Um, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, the quality they've got this, this weekend of uh, in, in the races, the numbers in the fields, you know, you've got big fields, you've got very competitive racing. And the way it worked out last year was the horses that ran well there went on to either run very well in Cheltenham
1: or win in Cheltenham. And one of those, Jessica, was uh, Super Sunday, won the uh, champion hurdle, the BHP uh, champion hurdle last year, went on to run, I think, second in the stairs hurdle. Uh, what about his chances tomorrow? I see that six declared, uh, Melon, Petit Mouchoir, Tombstone, Farkless, Apples Jade, and your horse, Super Sunday. Is he going to go one better than he did at Christmas?
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping so. Uh, he's a horse that takes a couple of runs, always two two runs to get going in each, each year. He's improved with each run. Um, Aideen who writes him out every day she says he's improved again since Christmas uh, look he has got he's never beaten Apples Jade but he's been running against her over two and a half and three miles I'm hoping that he'll have enough speed to, to beat her over two miles um, for some extraordinary reason he seems to have gone, got quicker as he's got older and I'm not quite sure why.
2: Yeah I, I'm wondering that Jesse, because I thought it was very interesting you went back to the two mile route this season but there's obviously a reason for that
0: uh, he just seems to be in good form, and, and looking at it, I was thinking, you know, Penhill beat him last year. He's going to be turning up at, at, um, uh, at Cheltenham, and there's a few other horses, and we just thought, you know, well, he's in both races at Cheltenham, so we'll see how 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 tomorrow goes. But like I'm, you know, I'm happy with him, and you know, listen, he's been a great servant to me. He really has.
2: He ran an extraordinary race at Christmas, John, as well. You know, he he um, was running on after getting maybe a little bit outpaced. So you hope for a proper gallop tomorrow, Jessica.
0: It should be it should be a proper gallop. You have got Apple's Jade, who makes the running anyway, and I'm hoping she'll and you know she's coming back to two miles from having won over three miles and two and a half miles. So you know I would hope that she'll make plenty. bets she'll make the running and make and make it a good gallop.
1: Uh, Jessica Sizing John has not been able to get a run. Of course, won the Gold Cup in 2017 on St Patrick's Day. Uh, how is he? And uh, is he going to turn up at Cheltenham?
0: well we're going to do our best we've just been frustrated all winter you know I just didn't want to run him on good ground and the ground you know believe it or not has been good all all the whole winter in Ireland and, and it's just been very frustrating for him he's a very big horse and knew that we were bringing him back from injury last year and it's just it's just been frustrating but look if we could get if we could get to Cheltenham, it would be a bonus. But we've still got uh, Ferry House and, and, and Punchtown to look forward to him. But, you know, I will get him back on the race course as soon as possible. But, you know, I'm not ruling out uh, Cheltenham.
1: What do you remember, Jessica, vividly about that day in uh, 2017 at, at Cheltenham?
0: Oh, geez, it was a magic day uh, because it was a great thing that day. We went in underneath the radar, um, you know, even though he'd won um, the Irish Gold Cup at, at um, Leopardstown. Uh, he went in under the radar because he. Everyone said, "Oh, you know, he's. I don't think he'll stay. That's only three miles. you has got to go three and a half or three uh, at Cheltenham." Um, and anyway, you know, as history has has it recorded, he did stay and he did win it. And. It was just like walking on air. It
2: was the most amazing feeling. He's actually a slightly forgotten horse in a sense because he's been off for over a year and people forget how good he was that season because he went into that race... Three Gold Cups. Three Gold Cups. I think he won five or six in a row and um, he went over various trips, obviously. And he wasn't right then at Christmas and it's just... It must be very unfortunate, Jessica, because he was probably only really coming into his prime when he got actually injured. Yeah,
0: he was. You know, he was at eight... You know he did all his, you know, like when he won the three his three gold cups he was he was seven, and and he won four in a row that spring and then he came back and everything looked really good. Um, in the autumn of that he came back and won the John Burke and, and everything looked absolutely rosy and we were quite happy with him and then he goes and hurts himself at Christmas, and we can't get him right again.
1: If there was a horse Jessica that really I think put you on the map big style it was Moscow Flyer. Two champion chases, that amazing race in the Tingle Creek in '04 when he beat his Chief and Well Chief. Um, why was Moscow so good? I think a lot of Irish people took him uh, to their hearts because we weren't as maybe successful as we uh, as we are now at Cheltenham.
0: Yeah, I think so. And he was, you know, he, when he turned up, he won or he fell, and we're never quite sure what he was doing. You know, if you actually string all his um, uh, races together, I think he won something like sixteen chases in a row. Uh, or something amazing like that, but if you took out the times he fell, um he was a little bit prone to do that. But he was an amazing horse and you know, in it, I I probably didn't appreciate him when I had him because every time he went at him, he turned up and he won. Um
1: and it was sort of just like a you know, you press the button and off we went. And Jessica um of course you Jasky as well won a such a versatile horse, won a champion hurdle, won an entry hurdle, won a stairs hurdle. Uh, at Punchestown uh, but you've been in the game a long time Jessica and I was uh, kind of doing some research and a very interesting that your your father uh, Brigadier Brian Frowler uh, w- won a silver medal at the 1936 Olympics in Hitler's Berlin. Did he ever talk to you about what that was like Jessica? Uh,
0: yeah he did yeah he said because he said he marched in the opening parade and, and, and um, he won it for playing polo Uh, which actually has never been in the Olympics since. Uh, But, um, you know, and he said it it was fascinating. And, and, you know, he saw Hitler up close and personal because he opened those games.
2: That's an incredible, I never knew that. That's absolutely incredible. And a strong Irish link to the, I suppose, the most um, controversial Olympics maybe of all
1: time. Absolutely. And and Jessica, you went to Los Angeles in 1984 and a bit of a, a tragic situation. I think your horse went lame, but you were eventing for Ireland at the time.
0: I was, yeah, and my horse went lame when he got out there. But those things happen. Uh, we kind of get used to them. Um, you know, people say you know it's 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 very good for your character. It's character building. And I tell you what, I can give up character building sometimes. <laughs> I feel. Were you at the
1: opening ceremony? Did you get that far?
0: I yeah, I did. I did. I walked in the opening ceremony, and I must say, it is the most amazing feeling to go into a stadium at the Olympics with all those people and all those other incredible athletes. That's the amazing thing. You know, and you're all walking around there together. It's just, it, it, it's, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of let, right, raises the hairs in the back of your neck
1: feeling. How did your uh, journey, uh, Jessica and Eventing, help you when it came to training horses when yourself and Johnny, your late husband, uh, kind of got the show on the road in the early 90s?
0: Um... I suppose it, yes, it did help because I knew you know I knew a bit about getting horses fit and what horses should look like. But I also was greatly helped because all the time Johnny was a bloodstock agent. I spent quite a lot of time going with him, and he always stayed at various trainers' yards, and I used to see what they did with their horses. You know the likes of, of originally David Morley and Peter Warwin, John Dunlop, um, and so you know you I, I was watching what they were doing, and then I it, that. You Know that definitely helped me, and when I did start, you know, I, I asked as many questions of everyone, um, I possibly could because the more information you have, the better. And you never stop, and the other thing you have to remember, you never ever stop learning.
1: You've got, of course, uh, Kate who rides, uh, a very <coughs> good jockey, and Emma working with you now in Commonstown. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give, Jessica, to, to people? looking to run a successful business uh that you've run a very successful business you've had ups and downs along the way you've reached the top of your profession what what have you learned along the way that you you know good advice that you give to people
0: the hardest thing is to keep at the top Uh, (laughs) and Mm. you have to you know you have to work hard there's no no, there's no substitute for hard work um you need to be lucky be the right place the right time um and and just keep doing don't get swung by fads, keep doing, if you think what you're doing is right, keep doing, but always keep listening to what other people have to say.
2: And your your progression to train so many flat horse in recent years, did you expect that to happen or did it come out of, almost out of the blue?
0: Well, we always had a couple of flat hmm. horses and it kind of then when the recession hit, it was harder to get um, people to have had actual hunt horses because they took such a long time. So we, you know, we actually started getting more flat horses and it's just progressed from there really. Um, and you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing the two of them. I enjoy, I love, I love my jumping because that's my, you know, born and bred roots, but I do enjoy the flat. I think it's a challenge. It's, it's, um, whereas jumping is really England, Ireland, France, uh, is the sort of, they're the three main national hunt countries. Um, in, in the flat, you, you've got a worldwide market and a worldwide racing uh, scene. So, you know, it's just it's more worldly. It's more exciting. Um, and um, I, I just find it it, it it is exciting. And it's a much quicker turnover because you buy yearlings. And then within a year, some of them are gone because they haven't stepped up to the um, mark. Uh, and whereas if you buy a three-year-old in the Derby sale... Here, unbroken three-year-old, two year it mightn't run for two years till it's five. Um, it's a it's a game of patience where uh, the flat. You, yes, you do have to be patient, but the the results you you kind of know where you are quicker.
2: Where where in terms of the flat, then what is your main motivation in a worldwide sense? Would it be like Breeders' Cup, Melbourne Cup, or what are you thinking?
0: Oh, oh yeah, I'd like to. Uh, yeah, of course, I'd love to win the Breeders' Cup. I'd love to go down and take horse down to win the Melbourne Cup. You know. You have, you, I have, I have loads of ambitions still, and I've got, to, I've got to get them. You know, both national hunt and flat.
1: No, no slowing down, Jessica. And Alpha Centauri, what a great story! Won the Irish One Thousand Guineas last year, then Group One races at Ascot, Newmarket, and Douvile. Did you feel you had something special on your hands when you first got her?
0: Oh, I did, because when she arrived in, she was a very big lady. She, as a yearling, she weighed well over five hundred kilos, which is enormous. A A for a yearling and B for a yearling filly and she just had that way of doing things. Everything came to her very easy and I did think she was very good which she she showed early on in her two-year-old year year, and then probably she just got a bit weak during the back end and she came back to herself as a three-year-old which was fantastic.
1: And uh are you running anything else at the Dublin Racing Festival apart from Super Sunday this weekend?
0: Oh yeah, we have um we start off on on Saturday. We have um, Magnum runs in the um novice hurdle, the two mile six. He'll improve hopefully a little bit for going two more two two furlongs longer. He's a lovely horse, it's gonna be a chaser in the end. We got Super Sunday, then we have a couple jet ski and jet airs in the Ladbrook. Hurdle, um, Jet ez is quite a nice novice, awful reasonable weight in that, so I, pres- I think he's got a bit of a chance. Um, I have a couple in the Paddy Mullins mare's handicap hurdle. I have Ali Trix, who actually won it last year. It's going to be very different conditions this year. And I have a filly down the bottom with a handicap called Rivetta. Um, she's running off a lightweight. Um, and then I run, got trumped in the juvenile hurdle, the four-year-old hurdle. He has an each way chance, I think. If he runs up to his best, he's improving each one he, he has. Um, I then have Jet Airs in the grade one novice chase. He again, stepping back up to two mile five, will help him. And he also likes going left handed, which will be, make a difference. And I run Whisper in the Breeze in the two mile five handicap chase. Um, he ran very well over three miles in Pontchartown last time he ran. So I'm hoping he'll run a nice race. You know, I'm not saying he'll win, but he could be placed.
2: Could we see and John at Gorn, maybe, if the ground was OK?
0: We could easily. Yep, that's sort of on the, it's on the agenda. So, but I'm not promising anything to anybody.
1: Jessica, you've beautifully marked our card for the Dublin Racing Festival. Fascinating stories, as always. Great to speak to you. Best look of the weekend, and we uh, look forward to seeing you at Cheltenham.
0: Thank you very much indeed. And just tell everyone to get out and go racing uh, over the weekend because it's fantastic racing and it looks like the weather will be dry, maybe a bit cold, but it'll be unbelievable racing.
1: Absolutely. Jessica, thanks. Uh,
0: Okay. Thank you very
2: much. Bye-bye. She ended on a good note there because it's there are, there are obviously a lot of counter-attractions this weekend with the Rugby, Dublin are playing Galway that evening in which you can go on to. You can make it a, a day of sport by going to... You, you almost certainly don't have a ticket for the Rugby. So you want to go to... Four
1: couches l- across Ireland, they're going to be just burst. Yeah. And there's
2: going to be potato chips and... Even the Super Bowl on Sunday night then after just- it all... There's so much going on. Like, from the Gaelic Games perspective, the Gaelic Games narrative is actually lost, but there are some really good games, in, particularly in hurling this weekend. And then you have the Super Bowl. You obviously have the, the rugby's three big rugby games. There's football going on uh, across the channel. And then you have, like, the biggest, really the biggest two days in Irish racing. Like,
1: until Pontius Town.
2: Yeah, and this is bigger than Punchestown, really, because Punchestown has a lot of kind of run-of-the-mill races. This is proper, proper quality over two days. Like, this, this is probably the biggest two days in Irish racing beyond the Champion Stakes weekend, I would argue. Certainly put together, anyway. It, it was an idea, I think, that made a lot of sense because they found a place in the calendar that splits Leopardstown at Christmas and Cheltenham. And with the prize money in Britain and with, you know, the exchange rate, there should be far more horses running from Britain, to my mind, in Ireland
1: over the two days. Um, even though we we have decent field sizes. Now, uh, let's look ahead to this weekend's Dublin Racing Festival. Just to let you know, there's a little bit of a worry about frost, but I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. So the course executive have changed the program. Uh, So tomorrow's program starts at 12.50. The chases are the last three races on the card. I've got the decks in here and the BHP Insurance Irish champion Hurdle. That is now tomorrow, but it's run at a different time to originally advertise. It's the second race on the card now. One twenty-five Johnny, uh, Six Horses, Melon, Patimushwar, Super Sunday, Tombstone, Fargo. Class and Apple's Jade. I think you're a Melon fan, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I am a Melon fan. um, And I don't think Super Sunday is out of this at all, actually. I think over this trip, it's, it's fascinating with horses. Like, what is he now, eight years of age, maybe? And... Jessica reckons he's getting faster, you know, he's a Galileo horse that uh, definitely stays three miles, but he, as you mentioned, he won this race last year when I suppose the, the, the notable thing was um, you know, there were a couple of flops in the race, but uh, if, if, if Apple Jade does jump a little bit to her right, which she can do, um, I, I think she's probably better going right-handed and I think Mellon will come on a lot from um, his run of Christmas. Obviously, we had Patrick Mullins on maybe two weeks ago and we had him on the road show since and he felt that he did look quite burly in the parade ring and I think he'll be much, much closer to fit here. And don't forget, he probably should have won the champion hurdle at Cheltenham last year. Foyne hadn't sort of jumped across him a bit. At, was it the second or third last? Um, so that form would entitle him to a huge chance. And there's no real talk of Apple J going to Cheltenham for the champion hurdle. They don't think that she's, seemingly they don't think she's good enough to win that. So she's probably more vulnerable than people think here.
1: Now the Ladbrokes Dublin chase, that's also on tomorrow. Uh, at 310 we have also got six runners in this one castle grace paddy min ordinary world san calvado simply ned who won a christmas course beat footpad and special tiara this looks like a Min job it does look like a Min job obviously footpad is is definitely one of the
2: more um i suppose the bigger names that isn't turning up and it's disappointing he's not here but you know, there's no smoke without fire and the betting wasn't positive about him at all for the last two weeks. I I think he may have suffered something at Leopardstown. Um, He shouldn't have been beaten at Leopardstown on Christmas, being honest. He jumped the last well. I I couldn't see how he would have been beaten and maybe he just, maybe he wasn't fully right, Um, but it's good to see two English Raiders coming over. Simply Ned's record at Leopardstown is quite incredible and it's hard not to see him run a big race again, Um, but I think Min Should have the class on ratings. He's, I think, he's about eight or ten pounds clear. He was quite fresh the last day, but he still won. And um, dropping back to two miles can only really suit him. He'll take a hell of a lot of beating, John. I think.
1: Anything else you like tomorrow uh, in in tomorrow's races? Yeah, it's it's um, it's
2: a tough enough card actually. Apart from that, there are um, you know there are a lot of handicaps. I suppose over the two days. that's, I'll, I'll just get the betting up here. Actually, for I suppose for
1: some of the some of the smaller races. Um, I noticed that Jessica Harrington gave a word for Jetez there in that Labrook's hurdle. It's got ten stone twelve. Yeah, would we'll def- would we'll, would we'll definitely have a
2: chance. And um, you know, he's a horse that's obviously that that, that race is deeply deeply competitive. Um, but I do quite like um, I do quite like Commander of Fleece in the twelve fifty, which is the first race. Um, this race was notable for Battle Over dying not running in it. And
1: Sam Crow, I think, won this race last yeah. year. yes.
2: Um, sorry, Sam Crow actually won the two the two mile race. This race was won by Tower Bridge, I think. Was it? Yeah. Now yeah. yeah. the, the debate was what race Sam Crow would yeah, run that's in, right, yes. and it, it probably didn't make much much of a difference. But um, Battle Over Dying, I'm speculating he's not running because the ground is still fairly quick, and you could see at Nace, he's very exciting. Um, I think Jamie Lynch of Time From described him as Sam Crow without the hype. Um, in that he's a similar profile, but his win at Nace, to me, he looked like he was feeling the ground a bit. He looked certainly a bit all at sea, so I think they're just taking, taking a precautionary uh, note with him. And Commander Fleet is a, a very, very interesting alternative. He was due to run at Nace in the race of Battle Over Die in one, but they, sc- they pulled him out. And he ran in the Royal Bond when he was last of four. But, of course, he was behind Aramon. And um, that was his first pitch straight out of a maiden company into a race over an inadequate trip. So I can see him running a big race in that. Um, I think he's very interesting. And, um, obviously, then we have the bumper as well. The, that's the 2.35 yep, race. Matt as in that who won a Christmas Met Leinster it was a bit disappointing. He was a bit disappointing. Envoy Allen is, you know... The the three most exciting bumper horses in Ireland are probably all trained by Gordon Elliott, and they've three different, um, sorry, one of them is owned by J.P. McManus and two of them are owned by Cheveley Park and Malone Road, by all accounts, won't be ready for Cheltenham. But Envoy Allen, who doesn't really look a Cheltenham bumper horse, but if he is to win this, this ground will probably be quicker than what they meet at Cheltenham. Um, so they, they haven't watered and it's going to be good, I think, in the chase track. And there, there hasn't been that much rain, which is a little bit controversial, but they've decided not to water. Um, and Envoy Allen, if he if he does run, win, win this, he probably will be favoured for Cheltenham. But he's a very, very good horse, a real chaser
1: in the making. I see Kenboy's not declared for the Gold Cup. That's the Unibet Irish Gold Cup on Sunday. So, the time of that one is uh, 3.35 on Sunday when the couch has uh, uh, been taken away and you're getting a new one in. Um, uh, we have got 10 runners in this one Album Photo of Willie Wollands, Annabelle Fly, Balco de Flo, Bell's Hill, Ed Wolf, who I think won this last year, Mona Lee, a good novice from last season, Noble Endeavour, Outlander, Road to Respect, who has won a three mile chase over a Leopard's Town before, and The Storyteller, who I think won the uh, big race at Punchestown last year. What you like, Johnny? What do you like? boy is that running? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think Road to Respect, the ground will suit him. He's done it over the track. Um Mono-Li was a horse I really liked last season, but the thing about monali is that he probably prefers shorter, and I think that he always tends to find one too good. Bells Hill might pr- prefer to go right-handed. Uh, Balco de Flo, to me, is a bit of an enigma, because uh, I love the way he won the Reiner last year, but he hasn't really... Uh, picked up on that form yet. I think back flow is a horse that could turn up. He could he could be a contender for the Gold Cup of Cheltenham um, but Davy Russell is riding uh, the storyteller and, and uh, Rachel Blackmore is riding Balco flow album photo is a horse that is definitely talented, but does make mistakes and can fall uh, And Annabelle fly maybe is just short of this uh, graded class so I would, I would I think road to respect is there thereabouts, but I, I also do believe that uh, last season's novices have the form has worked out uh, Elegant Escape winning the Welsh National, Kenboy winning there recently, Zobo presenting, presenting Percy. So that actually would bring Monalee for me back into the equation as possibly in each-way bet.
2: Yeah, a lot of people say he doesn't say, um, and maybe he doesn't. It's it's strange one because he, I mean, his best form, his best run yet was probably the last day over three miles when he was second. But at the same time, he wouldn't be raw to respect if that race had actually gone as you might expect it and. There wasn't much of a gallop either. That was the big thing about Kemboy, who you like, um, who doesn't run and obviously is, is going to be fresher at Cheltenham now. But I, I still like Road to respect. He won the Savage chase last year. If you watch the race back, the 2018 renewal, he had a horrible trip. And uh, I think he's a slightly unheralded horse. He will absolutely love the ground. The, the ground is going to be pretty quick on the chase track. You remember his performance at Cheltenham when he won as a novice. He was extraordinarily oh, you know, impressive. Won by half the track. Yeah. this People still think he doesn't really stay the Gold Cup trip and... A, that is a, a slight nagging
1: doubt in my mind, but he will stay a three-mile run-up. Yeah, on good ground. It's a, yeah. it's a bit like the King George of old. You yeah. know, you'd have that Kempton good ground, and you compare it to like Cheltenham. Cheltenham, the Gold Cup for me has always been a little bit more of a stamina race than a Do speed race. Do you remember race. last year? You remember the ground like being there on the Monday last year? The, the ground
2: was heavy at Cheltenham. The worst ground since nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. And no, it doesn't. He he had to come off uh, the pace to get into the Gold Cup, which nobody really did. It was two horses up there who were there throughout, and they finished punch drunk. I remember Patrick Mullins saying that he he was travelling, um, I think he wrote Jack Adam and he said there's nothing coming from behind here So, and Rotterdam still finished fourth and he's a year older now uh, I, I think he's a great chance so the bookmakers haven't really missed him the likes of Annabelle Fly on his day at a price he could definitely rock up into a place there under Barry Gerrity who of course reached a milestone in terms of winners uh, quite recently as well um, and there are plenty of horses. Outlander obviously loves the track. Uh, you mentioned Balkan Flow. I think Balotail is probably better going the other way. The Storyteller didn't run badly at all at Christmas. You know, he, he would have a small each way chance, um, but I, I still think I still think he'll be very hard to beat. Um, Road to respect, and it would be a, n- a nice winner for, for connections, Noel Mead, and Sean Flanagan.
1: Okay, anything else you like on uh, Sunday, Johnny?
2: Yeah. Um, the
1: should mention Delta Work runs in the flow. Gas novice. Chase. I'm really excited about Labago, and to be fair to her, great tricks coming over with Labago Watt. The jumping that she showed in that in that Feltham as I call it, and whatever it's called nowadays at Kempton, that three mile novice. I loved her jumping. Yeah.
2: It'll give us an indication of where Santini fits into the picture because a lot of people still can't really see him beaten in the RSA Chase. Ballyward, who who, who won last Sunday for some reason or other, is not entered in the RSA yet. Can be added to the race. I, I think like he's more than entitled to run it. I think they'll probably take the easier option and run him in the National Hunt Chase at Cheltenham. But but that's a classy race at Leopardstown. But I I do like one in the um in the bumper Jeremy's Flame for Gavin Cromwell. Uh, she won at Nase last time. Remember. Jeremy was the sire of Jer's girl and um Jeremy's a bit like uh, fame and glory in that he's 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 had an awful lot of really good horses since he passed away as a Stallion. And um she went out in front at Nase and I wasn't one hundred percent sure watching the race that she would get home, but she really, really did get home and she's an exciting mare. I think she'll go very well for each way players. That's in the in the 4.40. For the Pearl Jam fans, Johnny. For the, um, Jeremy's, uh, yeah, of course, Jeremy was uh, one of my favourite tunes by Pearl Jam, yeah. I, I think I think two Bachelors own her uh, from up the north. I'm not sure they're Pearl Jam fans, but um, I can find that out to you. But uh, <laughs> I tell you what, John, by 4.40 on Sunday, it'll feel like we've been hit by a bus because it'll been a lot of fun had at that stage between all the racing and all the sport. Yeah, the I area.
1: remember there was a, in 2008, uh, I was at Cheltenham and I'm going for the 18th year very luckily and I am pray every day that I'm privileged to be able to do so um, but there was high winds at the course and there was like tents being nearly blown away by marquees and so they had to cancel the day and then they ran I think 10 races on, the, right. on the Thursday and the Friday and it was just like a it. It was it was absolutely fantastic it was like bang, bang, you know every like punches every half an hour I loved it and this is a bit like that I
2: was there that day the day it was called off was so strange because it was kind of like you went into the the course going to go into the centaur centaur arena or whatever it's called and uh it, w- it was just so strange but I'm interested in your views on the the rugby as well will we uh we're three to one on which I think is, I,
1: is a little bit worrying it, it, it's a bit short uh, I wouldn't be taking I wouldn't be um putting on my um huge money uh, uh, uh that I don't have at that price um mm. No, I think it'll be tight enough, it's always always as well difficult to say at the start of a of a campaign how it's going to go. And um, it is a World Cup year, and I think people need to remember that this is a World Cup year. Uh, whatever happens in Six Nations, I you know it's a tournament in itself. And also, I think the I think the um, the nature of sport and the nature of life is that not everything things go in cycles. Uh, England had their cycle in 2003. South Africa had a cycle under Nick Mallet. Uh, New Zealand have had great cycles but Ireland's cycle will eventually come to its end, as well. come to its end. Yeah. Or, or it will you'll have a couple of setbacks and then they'll go again mm. um, so it's it's, it's it's difficult to repeat the, the year that they had last year just because I just think humans are not constructed that way and teams are not constructed that way to continue to perform so we could end up slipping up somewhere it could be in Cardiff it could be Murrayfield I think we'll win tomorrow but um, yeah I'm, you know I wouldn't be taking that 3-1 to one on. Uh, View Morvan, I thought, ran well at uh, Christmas. Um, I think it was in the Paddy Power. And he's running tomorrow, on Sunday, at the 4.10. Yeah, he's a, he's a horse, obviously, that handles sound quite well as
2: well um, from his performance there last year. And his stable runners couldn't be in better form. He's obviously a lot of runners at Dundalk tonight as well, Joseph O'Brien. And uh, he's, uh, he's another interesting horse. I mean, it's just quality from start to finish. You look even at the juvenile hurdle on Sunday... Um, Chief Justice and Curse of Leem, obviously they clashed um, on Hatton's at Ferry House. Curse of Leem- Fell. I think the the notable thing is that Davy Russell takes over from Brian Cooper, which is um, a, a little bit disappointing for Brian Cooper, who's who's ridden that horse in all three of his starts. One of which he was beaten short head. One of which he won, and the other he fell at the last at at Christmas. Um, but we have Sir Eric in that race and uh, taking on Tiger Tap Tap. And remember the clash they had. I think Sir Eric. I'm not sure if he's still a favour for the Triumph at Cheltenham, but this is a race that will definitely give us some indication of the Irish juveniles. We saw a horse of Joseph O'Brien's um, f- that came from France his name escapes me winning at Cheltenham last weekend um, his name isn't actually his name escapes me yeah, I another one you're talking about you. yeah. um, he took on some of their better uh, juveniles and really bolted up and I, I highly doubt that he's you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't have thought he was as good as sir Eric so if if we get some commanding performance from a winner here I think the Irish juveniles are particularly
1: strong this year yeah yeah the juveniles is a difficult thing to work out mm-hmm. uh, as somebody I think said go into the darkened room when the triumph hurdle is on uh, mm-hmm. Cheltenham but yeah I'd, I would agree with you that I think we have uh, good ones um, so we had a great night at uh, the Sugar Club last Thursday. Davy Russell, Rachel Blackmore, Johnny Ward himself uh, Patrick Mullins previewing the Dublin Racing Festival taking place at Lepristown this weekend. Uh, the At TheTote.com kindly gave everyone a 100 euro charity bet for the Irish Inder Jockeys Fund. Let's go through those bets now, see if we can add to our 1485 pot at the Dublin Ra- fa- Racing Festival tomorrow and Sunday. So Kevin Kilban, who likes horses, uh, has gone for Paloma Blue in the Arkle Novice Chase. That's the Grade 1 tomorrow, €100 Euro win on Paloma Blue. I like this horse, Paloma Blue. Uh, Rachel Blackmore has gone for uh, Patima Shuar and the BHB Insurance Irish Champion Hurdle. 50 each way on Patima Shuar for Rachel. Uh, Johnny, you went for Min? I did,
2: and to be fair, uh, at the time, I said... You got the odds as well. Yeah, I said, I'm, I'm just getting the vibe the footpad doesn't run. So that was actually a very informative night. Nice, and... Um, Cheltenham preview nights can be, you know, a load of rubbish at, at times, in that you don't really get any information. You have a few pints, a bit of crack, but that night was actually very informative from the perspective of Rachel, Patrick, and um, Davy in particular. They they just gave lots of information that was very useful if you were a punter, and it was a lovely setting. And um, you got the vibe that night that Min was well worth the best from. From just generally
1: what, what people are saying, uh, and on Sunday Patrick Mullins, I thought this was interesting. Now Tiger Tap Tap, but that's the juvenile race Johnny's just been talking about. Is that uh, horse probably an each way price, John? You know, because yeah, it was yeah. beaten
2: by Sir Eric the last
1: year, but he thought it would come on. It needed the run a little bit, and it wasn't a uh, fifty two way bet. It was a hundred euro win bet, and I think that that says a lot. Tiger Tap Tap. I think Jessica's horses are worth like going back and listening to, and we can tweak them out that she went through the card, and like Giotes was one I definitely noticed. Whisper in the breeze got a very low weight in the second last race on Sunday. Uh, so that's really it for this week's edition of Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball. Johnny, I wish you luck in your betting and uh, sporting escapades this weekend.
2: Yeah, well, I probably won't go mad on bets at Sound, but if you haven't tried racing, go along to Sound tomorrow because if you don't like it tomorrow, you can basically give up on racing because you have brilliant national hunt racing at a beautiful racetrack, um, heavenly winter weather. Uh, with a great atmosphere. You'll see these horses in the flesh, the most beautiful jump-spread horses. You'll see the best riders in the world, the best trainers in the world be represented there. Some of the best jumpers in the world be represented there. um, uh, Fox Rock in Dublin, a beautiful place to watch racing. And if you don't like it, then you can basically say, well, I gave it a go and I give up now, but uh, I'd be pretty surprised if you don't.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, English friends coming over to the rugby tomorrow and then they're going to go to Leopardstown on Sunday. If you're in Dublin, go to Leopardstown for the Dublin Racing Festival. Two days of amazing racing. You've got no excuses if you're living near the Fox Rock area. Get down there, have a bit of crack, enjoy yourself, have a bet, don't go mad. Um, And remember, the Friday Night Racing is brought to you with GoRacing.ie. Next week, we're going to look at the meetings at Dundalk, Nace and Punchestown. Until then, bye-bye.
0: Friday Night Racing.
1: On off the ball. And
0: they're off. Brought to you by Go Racing. Plan your day at the races at goracing.ie.